Hey everybody, Chris from The Brothers Take here with a review of Sea of Stars, an indie game by Sabotage Studios, uh, which is a throwback to the old SNES RPG games. And let me tell you, even with 2023 being so jam-packed with huge blockbuster Game of the Year contenders, this game has stood out as one of my favorite games of the year. I rolled credits on it just the other day, and at the end, I thought it had quite an abrupt ending. I was left a little bit disappointed, but when I think of the journey overall, I have nothing but fond memories of the journey as a whole, and I feel like the game is very much about the journey and not about the destination. So with that small con aside of a an ending that didn't quite hit the landing that I had hoped, I have to say, Sabotage knocked this game out of the park. An incredible experience and easily in my top three games this year. And that is really saying something with how crazy this year has been. But tell you a little bit more about the game. And don't worry, this is a non-spoiler review. Because I actually feel like this is a, a game that you should experience for yourself. Especially the story. There's many twists and turns. So many characters. So much lore that happens throughout uh, which is why as well in the video version of this review I'm only showing content that was released already with the demo because that's all early game stuff and when they put it in the demo it means the stuff that they don't mind you seeing so I don't want to spoil any of the experience that lies ahead but this really is like a throwback to old-school turn-based RPG games and I had like a real itch to play a game of this style something akin to maybe the old Final Fantasy games and it really scratched that itch. I mean the turn-based battle system here is very reminiscent of Final Fantasy X. You could swap characters in and out as you get more party members later in the game and it's very much strategy based uh, and that comes into because of these locks that come up above your enemy characters which is about to, or signals that they're about to do a powerful attack, and then you can use certain abilities to try and break those locks in order to cancel out that ability. And it becomes a real, really good strategy game as the game goes on, especially when it gets to a point where there's multiple locks and you have to discern or choose which ones to break and start prioritizing and, and using all of the available skills to you. And sometimes it feels like there's a lock you can't break, but if you think outside the box, and use all the tools available to you, you will actually be able to break that lock. I believe that mechanic is a throwback to Mario RPG as well, I've heard people say that. But the game as a whole seems to be a huge love letter to Chrono Trigger and the Chrono games, both in its art style, its presentation, um, and even there's like combo abilities in the combat, which was a Chrono Trigger thing. But speaking of how the game looks, the art is absolutely gorgeous. There's a couple of cutscenes throughout that are fully animated, that are just beautiful, but the actual pixel style art that they've gone for here is, is incredible. It looks amazing, and they have aced the lighting, which they give you full control of at times. Later, you'll have an ability where you can alter the time of day, and you can see the lighting shift as you do it. It is absolutely breathtaking to watch. And they have just really animated these characters incredibly well. Uh, there's a lot of charm to this game. The characters are actually amazing. You have two playable characters that you could choose from in the beginning. Both are in the story ultra and anyway, it's just 
you deciding which one you want to uh, keep as your main character or the leader of the party. Zael and Valir, two solstice warriors who are out on a quest to destroy the minions of the Fleshmancer. And that's as much as I'll say about the story. After that, you got to discover it for yourself. Big quest. But these two characters, their abilities are really awesome. Uh, but the characters themselves are a little bit stale. They're not the most interesting characters. It's the characters around them who are really the interesting ones. Uh, specifically, their friend Garl, who is really the heart and soul of, of the party and of the story. He's uh, a warrior cook. Uh, he's basically Samwise Gamgee from The Lord of the Rings, and he is amazing. Um, you can't help but like the guy. He's maybe, like, he doesn't seem to have, like, uh, any kind of dark vices or anything like that. He's overly optimistic, very caring. But you can't help but love that. He's a good-natured person, and all he wants to do is help his friends at any cost. And he has an amazing arc throughout the story. Another great character is Sarai, who I won't tell you too much about, uh, but I really enjoyed her arc, and she's an incredibly pivotal part of the story as well. And she will come into it later. And then I won't spoil the other party members, because even I didn't know where they were going to come in. I think the more blind you go into this game, the better, because I this recaptured that feeling of when I was younger playing like Final Fantasy games and not knowing much about what was going to happen and not knowing how long it was going to be. Therefore, I mean, if you look it up and you know how many hours it's going to be, you can kind of judge that, okay, there's going to be a lot more and this is obviously not the end of the story. But if you know nothing, there are many points in this story where I thought, okay, we are gearing up to the end. It feels like the end. And a whole new twist or turn would happen, and actually it's like, no, the game has just started. And that would happen multiple times, where until eventually I was like, oh my god, I have no idea where this game is going to go, where else I'm going to go. There was lots of incredible locations and, and characters, and it's just such an amazing journey. And that paired with the combat, and as well this the light puzzle solving mechanics, just makes this a really fun gameplay loop, you know? Every dungeon is paced really well between solving puzzles, fighting enemies, and usually culminating in some epic boss fight where you have to use all of your available tools at your disposal, especially up to that point, to take on these huge bosses that are animated so well and have like incredible uh, abilities that they're going to throw at you. And it's just a great animated spectacle right in front of you. And it's helped in a huge way by the music. Holy shit! The score to this game is incredible. Uh, the, it's largely credited to Eric W. Brown, right? Who's well, well, I've seen as well Yasunori Mitsuda. His name gets thrown out there a lot because he's kind of a legendary composer. He worked on the original Chrono Trigger, so they were obviously honored to have this guy on because they, they clearly love Chrono Trigger. And clearly, that is one of the biggest influences on this game, both aesthetically, narratively, etc. Um, but he's also worked on the Xenoblade games, so he did he did uh, contribute 10 tracks to the game, and they're all amazing. But I just want to shout out this Eric W. Brown guy, because he he composed most of the game. And it, the score is fucking amazing. It's actually incredible. And I really hope that his name gets known, and I hope that this score gets some recognition at the various game awards that are going to come up later in the year. Whether it's the, you know, Jeff Keighley Game Awards or whether it's, you know, some of these other uh, Game Awards that other crowds run. I do hope that Sea of Stars, for its music, gets considered up there. There's so many genres 
It's very throwback to old school JRPG kind of music. But it's also done with it like there's a modern production style to it too. It's great. And like not only is it just, you know, your overworld music. Which by the way, there's an overworld. <laughs> like that's great. As you're going between uh, the key locations. You know, there's that overworld and you're big on the map. But it's just a cool throwback thing. And like they clearly, the technology is there. They don't have to do it. It's purely a stylistic thing and it's so cool it's so throwback um so you have that and then you obviously go into the the key locations and then it brings you right in down to scale to um how big those locations actually are but like so the music throughout in every location every location has its own distinct music then there's a great battle team a boss team and then there's various other boss themes for significant bosses and it's it's just the music never lets down throughout and there's even different variations of music tracks depending on time of day or or whatever's going on in the story as well. It's amazing. And there's so much side content too. Like you could go fishing uh, as a mini game to catch fish which you could then use to cook various meals. And you use the meals to boost up your health or your MP in battle. And obviously there's uh, diff when you unlock new recipes there's different meals that will give you better boosts or up update your health even more. So, it, it does, it's a rewarding minigame. It's not just there just as filler content, it is rewarding. But other minigames in there as well include a, a strategy game called Wheels. This game is amazing. Like, it's a strategy battle game. You can challenge people throughout the world to play it. You can actually spend a lot of time playing it. And then you can take on uh, key challengers. And eventually it culminates in different rewards and things. But, like, I've heard people say they'd love Wheels as just a mobile game on its own. And I'm right with them. Like, it's an addictive fun kind of game once you get how the strategy works and it fits right in with uh, the, the kind of gameplay of this world anyway one thing that I thought was a little bit light in the gameplay was when collecting loot and there's lots of loot to find uh, some of it you won't understand the relevancy of it until you get in further but I found that I wasn't like uh, changing out my armor much or my accessories much um, I felt like I didn't get enough of that. I would have liked a little bit more of that in the loot, but uh, rest assured, there is loot there. There's a level up system. It's quite simple, which is nice because it's streamlined and it just keeps the experience moving forward. You're not going to get caught up in huge like amounts of, oh my god, this game is overbearing with how many systems I have to learn. It's a pretty simple game to play through and to get into. And then if you do find the combat difficult, there's relics that you can buy and unlock, which will allow you to adjust the uh, difficulty settings of the game or the experience of the game to make it a more playable experience but this was just pure adventure pure story time for me every time I got home all I wanted to do was see what would happen in the story next and while I do think that it loses its pacing a little bit towards the end uh, the overall experience the art design the characters the music it's all fucking incredible and I highly highly recommend Sea of Stars. I would love to do a, a spoiler discussion on it at some point, um, but for now I just wanted to give my thoughts after rolling credits on the game and there's actually a lot more I have yet to do and people have said you need to do the completionist side of this game because apparently the rewards are so unbelievably worth it. Um, so I will be looking into doing more of that stuff because I just I loved playing this game so so much. Um, it's just, I feel like I've discovered a classic that I never got to play, even though the game was only made and came out this year. Like, it feels like something that I missed out on 
that everyone else maybe was talking about growing up. And I was like, oh my god, you never played Sea of Stars? And then I finally played it, and I'm like, I see what you were all talking about. That's what it feels like. It feels like I have found a classic. And the fact that they have achieved that is amazing. They also got a lot of backing from, kick from a Kickstarter campaign. And they paid homage to the people who helped fundraise to create this game. There is, like, nice little... Uh, thank yous within the game to those people in a way that's like it might feel weird if you don't know anything about that But I, I became aware that that was an actual thing and when I saw it I was like that's really cool that they acknowledged the people who helped get this game where it is and The game is made with so much love and is just a pure love letter to classic games and something that was a nice break from the kind of games we're getting nowadays a nice throwback to simpler times uh, but also with still a modern edge and a modern way to play. Uh, it gets rid of some of the things that maybe you wouldn't have liked from older games. Like it still has some modern conveniences. But it also touches on those great storytelling key elements that used to be there in older games. And it's, it's an absolute joy to play. So it's available on Game Pass. It's available on PS Plus if you have those. Um, but otherwise it is available on PlayStation, Xbox and Nintendo Switch. I highly recommend this game. Please just even give the demo a go. And if you like the demo, then I would say jump into this game. If not, then obviously maybe it's just a style or a type of game that maybe doesn't appeal to you. But Sea of Stars, one of the best games of 2023 for me. Highly recommend it. But those are just my thoughts on Sea of Stars. I would love to hear from you guys. If you have played it, please jump down in the comments to share your thoughts if you guys are watching this on YouTube. And please give this video a thumbs up, hit subscribe, ring the notification bell for all future content. I would love to do a full spoiler discussion of this game and its story. Um, so maybe I can try and link up with someone who else who has finished it and played it and we can get that uh, going. And to those of you who are listening on audio platforms, please touch base with your thoughts on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Brothers Take again to give your take on Sea of Stars. Well done, Sabotage Studios. You absolutely killed it, and I will be keeping an eye on this studio for its future games. Thank you very much for checking out this bonus review. We'll be back to talk to you guys next time.